بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم In the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger May Allah sallallahu alayhi be upon the noble prophet his the believers of his family and the noble companions and those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection we continue the explanation of the book of Tawheed from Sahih al-Bukhari and we came to uh, the chapter 2 the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala قُلْ اِدْعُوا اللَّهَ اَوْ اِدْعُوا الرَّحْمَانِ اَيَّمَّا تَدْعُوا فَلَهُ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَةِ we take the title to explain the title because very important the titles of Imam al-Bukhari has uh, great fiqh in them the choosing of the titles and this is from Surah Al-Isra chapter 17 verse 110 he tabulated for this from the saying of Allah قُلْ اِدْعُوا اللَّهَ اَوْ اِدْعُوا الرَّحْمَانِ اَيَّمَّا تَدْعُوا فَلَهُ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَةِ say invoke Allah or invoke the beneficent by whatever name you invoke him it is well for to him belong the best names alhamdulillah the reason for the revelation behind the 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 reason for the revelation of this verse is that Quraysh the tribe heard the Prophet ﷺ invoking Allah saying Ya Allah, Ya Rahman, O Allah, O Rahman, O Most Merciful so they said this man says that there is no God except one God and he prevents us to ascribe partners to him and now he is invoking two gods one Allah the other Ar-Rahman so Allah revealed this verse قُلْ اِدْعُوا اللَّهَ اَوْ اِدْعُوا الرَّحْمَانِ اَيَّمَّا تَدْعُوا فَلَهُ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَةِ Allah revealed this verse invoke Allah or invoke the most beneficent Ar-Rahman by whatever name you invoke him it is the same for to him belong the best names It means invoke your Lord by his name Allah or by his name Ar-Rahman. It doesn't mean that there is someone named Allah and someone else named Ar-Rahman. And thus therefore, by whatever name you call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which he named himself with, then that is correct, it is the same because to Allah belong the best names meaning all of his names are husna all of Allah's names are husna and therefore they are correct and valid to use as a means for invocation now this title affirms 
the name Ar-Rahman to Allah and affirms the name Allah as well. Similarly, affirms the rest of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this, we're going to go over the following matters. Number one, what does the name denote? Meaning, if you take a name of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does it denote? Each name of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala denotes two things. Each name of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala denotes two things. First, the pure self of Allah, the essence, free of all imperfection, the essence the self of Allah which is known in Arabic as that we should learn this we should learn this as that means Allah's self himself or essence this is the first thing it denotes the second it denotes the attribute deduced from the name or rather it denotes the attribute from which the name was deduced so the second is it denotes the attribute from which the name was derived so it repeats each name of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala denotes two things. Number one, as that al-muqaddasa, the pure that, the pure self. Second, it denotes the attribute from which the name is deducted. So, let's take an example. Kalimat Allah, the title Allah denotes the Lord the most mighty and most magnificent and it denotes the attribute and that is al-uluhiyyah it denotes divinity so it denotes Allah himself and it denotes as-sifa allati ishtuqa minha the attribute from which it is derived and that is al-uluhiyya divinity another example ar-rahman allah ar-rahman the most beneficent denotes as that the self of allah and it denotes the attribute from which it was or it is deducted and it is mercy it is deducted from Ar-Rahmah Ar-Rahman from Ar-Rahmah mercy so this is a foundation a very important foundation 
in understanding the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kullusmin, each name denotes two things. It denotes as that, now we have to write them in Arabic. It denotes as that and it denotes as-sifa. As-sifa meaning the attributes. It denotes as that, which is the self, and it denotes as-sifa, which is the attribute. Now, question. Could it also, could the name denote more than this? Could the name denote more than this? The answer is yes. The name may denote more than one attribute by way of imperativeness. By way of imperativeness. Not by way of inclusiveness. It denotes, it may denote more than one attribute by way of imperativeness. Example. Not by way of inclusiveness. Example. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about himself, Huwallahul khaliq. Al-Bari' Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Khaliq This is a name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Al-Khaliq, the creator Al-Khaliq denotes first The that, the self That this refers to the self of Allah And it denotes That he is qualified with the attribute of creating. That he is qualified with the attribute of creating. More also. It denotes his knowledge and ability. By way of imperativeness. It denotes his that as that himself. And it denotes that. He is qualified with the attribute of creating. Also now, it denotes more. It denotes more his ilm and qudra. His ilm, his knowledge and ability. Why? Because it is imperative. That the one qualified with creating, it's imperative that he is qualified with knowledge and ability. Because with ignorance there can be no creating. And with incapacity there can be no creating. So it is imperative because the one qualified with creating is qualified with knowledge and ability. Because with ignorance he cannot create. And with incapacity the same thing. Is this clear, inshallah? So now we learned that the name Al-Khaliq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, denotes himself, denotes the attributes of creating, and denotes more, denotes more, denotes knowledge and capability and ability. The second foundation is that 
All of Allah's names are best. Husna. The second foundation. All of Allah's names are husna. Best. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the verse, the translation of the meaning up there, وَلَهُ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى And to him belongs the best names. And Al-Husna is the one comprising all perfection and all that is best. So, Husna without any defect whatsoever. From this foundation, therefore, it is understood that <coughs> no name of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no name of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala carries a good meaning and another one not good. And that's why it is not a name for Allah to say that Allah is Al-Mutakallim, the speaker, or Al-Murid, the wanter, quote-unquote, the one who wants. Yet we know he speaks, and yet we know he wants. Why? Because the speaker is the one where speech is established with. And the speech could be good and could be bad. Similarly, the will. And that's why we cannot name Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Al-Mutakallim, the speaker. However, we describe him that he speaks that he speaks and that he wants this is from way of information by way of information by way of news and the matter of the news is more comprehensive than assigning names because assigning names is initiation is a matter of initiation you initiate a name for the one whom you want to name. However, al-ikhbar, telling information, is mere information. It is not initiation. And that's why they said that al-ikhbar awsa'u min al-insha' that news is more comprehensive than assigning or than initiation. And therefore, from now, we may be able to divide that which is added to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala into four categories. And therefore, we'll be able from this to know that we may divide that which is adjoined to Allah in the statements or added to Him into four categories. Number one, 
that which involves perfection of goodness and therefore this Kamal al-Husn the best of perfection rather and therefore this is from his names this is from his names the second that which is best from one angle or good from one angle but not from the other regarding this we inform but we don't name and we will have examples on each case the third what may be praiseworthy in some cases then he may be qualified with that in that particular case but not in generality but not in generality so the third what may be, may be praiseworthy in some cases but not in all cases so then we, he may be qualified with that in that particular case but not in generality and the fourth the fourth that which absolutely cannot be related to Allah the fourth category is that which cannot be which can cannot be absolutely related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let's take an example on this the first one all of the affirmed names of attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Al-Khaliq the Creator Al-Sami' the All-Hearer Al-Basir is of the first category that which is best from one angle but not from the other we inform but we don't name like Al-Mutakallim the Speaker which we just touched upon the third that which may be praiseworthy in some cases he may be qualified with in that particular case but not in general let us take example for example plotting plotting deception this is from the third category plotting deception mocking these are qualities if they are mentioned in relation to those who deal with these matters then it is good in that sense praiseworthy in that sense that Allah is qualified with them otherwise no otherwise no let us take an example an application on this so these are qualities if they are mentioned in relation to those who deal with these matters then it is good in that sense that Allah is qualified with them otherwise it is not let's take an example as an application قال الله تعالى in Surah Al-Anfal 
in chapter 8 verse 30 يمكرون ويمكر الله والله خير الماكرين يمكرون ويمكر الله والله خير الماكرين they were plotting this is the point of evidence they were plotting were they plotting good and Allah too was planning and Allah is the best of planners so we don't say here, we don't say generally that Allah is makir. So they make makr, makr, they make plotting. So we don't say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is makir. Plotter, unless you restrict it. Unless you restricted and you say he is best of planners vis-a-vis -vis those who plot, vis-a-vis -vis those who plot, because the plotting cannot be praiseworthy except in confronting other plotting in order to manifest and make clear that the might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most perfect and above the might of this one who is plotting. Is this understood before we go to the other application? Is this understood? Let's take another example concerning deception in 4.142 قال الله تعالى يخادعون الله وهو خادعهم Verily the hypocrites seek to deceive Allah but it is he who deceives them you can't call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deceiver in general you cannot generalize and say Allah deceiver. However, you say Allah deceives those who deceive Him. Allah deceives those who deceive Him. <coughs> Similarly, Mocking. Allah mocks those who mock Him. We cannot say in general that Allah is a mocker. Similarly, with respect to Al-Qaid, as in 86.15. إنهم يكيدون كيدا وأكيد كيدا. Verily they are but plotting a plot. I am a planning a plan. Similarly, we can say that Allah is the planner like this. In general, but He is the best of planners, vis-à-vis -vis what they plot. 
طيب the fourth category the fourth category that which absolutely cannot be related to Allah absolutely that cannot be related to Allah and this covers anything comprising any type of defect then it cannot be related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way like Al-Kha'in the betrayer like Al-Kha'in the betrayer لا يمكن أن نصف الله عز وجل we cannot describe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by this name the betrayer and it is wrong to say that Allah betrays the one who betrays him this is wrong and that's why listen to this carefully and that's why when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the betrayal by his enemies he did not mention his betrayal of them because this is not fitting take the verse in surah al-anfal 8 71 قال الله تعالى ذلك بأنهم خانوا الله من قبل فأمكن منهم And this is why when Allah mentioned, okay, let's have the verse, then 8.71. ذلك بأنهم خانوا الله من قبل فأمكن منهم. But if they intend to betray you, O Muhammad, they have already betrayed Allah before. Look, in response, Allah did not say he is the best of betrayals, as he said with respect to deception. But he said, so he gave you power over them. You see, in response, so he gave you power over them. Allah did not say he is the betrayer. Tayyib. However, with deception, as we learned this earlier, he mentioned that he was, as in Surah Al- which we passed over earlier, <coughs> in An-Nisa in 4, let us see the difference. 4, 42. يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَهُوَ خَادِعُهُمْ and compare and verily the hypocrites seek to deceive Allah but he is who deceives them he didn't say in this case okay Jazakallah yes he didn't say in this case about the betrayer he didn't say he is the one who best betrays them you see the difference please put one you see the difference between that in the case of deception and that in the case of Betrayer, you see. Rather, he said, Allah gave you power over them. Allah gave you power over them. Why is this? If someone says, What is the difference between deception and betrayal? The difference is obvious. Al Khiyana, betrayal. Focuses on is that you betray the trust in that which someone t- 
trusts you with something you betray. And deception is that you deceive the one who deceives you. And there is obvious difference between the two. For example, it is said that war is deception. It is said that war is deception. An enemy wants to deceive you. If you deceive him, this is a praise worthy for you. Is that clear? An enemy wants to deceive you in the war. If you deceive him, then this is something praiseworthy. However, betrayal. You cannot betray someone who gave you trust. If you do so, then this will be very bad to you. Take, for example, Ali bin Abi Talib. May Allah be pleased with him. <coughs> when one of the mushriks wanted to face him in the battle, this mushrik name is Amr bin Wid. This mushrik's name is Amr bin Wid. And this earlier confrontation in the past, it used to take place before full battle. Such that if someone will kill the other from those two who are going for this early confrontation, this will be a boosting of morale for the rest of the troops. And a defeat for the others. And that's why they used to do this in the past, in the war. So when this Amr bin Wud came to confront Ali bin Abi Talib, Ali yelled at him. And Ali told him, I didn't come out to fight two men. So this Amr thought that one of his people came behind him to face Ali. So he turned his head to look and Ali went and struck him. Dead. This is deception. But this is permissible. Because Amr bin Wud came out in order to kill Ali. And Ali deceived him. This kind of deception is praiseworthy. So these hypocrites which Allah spoke about, who deceive Allah, Allah deceived them. This deception therefore is praiseworthy. However, betrayer is not praiseworthy because it is deception regarding a trust. And this is blameworthy, not permissible upon Allah Azza wa Jal. 
So therefore, back to the classification in summary. The names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are four. Four categories. Number one, names, and they are all of perfection. Second, attributes. Informing about him, but he is not named with them or by them. Attributes informing about him, but are not names. Third, restricted attributes. Restricted attributes. Third, restricted attributes. Depending on each case, as these which we spoke about the plotting and the mocking and 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 etc fourth attributes which he absolutely cannot and it's impossible for him to be related to him and cannot be described with and if someone describes him with this then this is transgression like the Jews al-yahud qalu the Jews said inna allaha faqir Allah is in need the fourth one is awsaf okay best we repeat them inshallah okay the fourth one yes we repeat them those which are all perfect second attributes informing about him but he is not named by them the third, restricted attributes. And fourth, those that, which absolutely cannot be related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like in the saying of the Jews, in Allah faqir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is poor, is in need. All of this, this is defective. This brings the end of this talk tonight, inshallah ta'ala. And tomorrow we continue some of the important foundations regarding the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His names in line with this explanation from Sahih al-Bukhari, the book of Tawheed. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.